Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to Cup of Parenting podcast and I'm your host Aisha. So this week I'm joined by Dr. Ayad Bashir and she is an academic clinical fellow in diabetes mashallah and works in hospitals across the northeast of England. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Dr. Ayad and welcome to the show. Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How are you and how are you doing? So Ayad's one of my old friends alhamdulillah so I have known her for quite a while. How is everything going with you Ayad? Alhamdulillah it's it's been it's been very strange times but you know this year or oh, 2020 and 2021 my life's kind of changed considerably yes yeah, subhanallah. Um, subhanallah yeah um, so alhamdulillah Allah blessed with me with a with a daughter she's now nearly 8 months um, alhamdulillah and it's been you know the, you know the biggest the biggest challenge the biggest blessing but also the biggest the biggest challenge <laughs> Oh subhanallah yeah so to our listeners me and sister ayat mashallah had had baby girls on the same day so they were our twins alhamdulillah um and they're both born on Eid day weren't they ayat yeah, eight babies um <laughs> so it's ayat's first daughter so yes yeah, subhanallah how do you feel like your life's changed ayat since you've had your daughter she's your first one how has motherhood been for you I think for me personally because I was always so career driven you know life was all about you know getting to the next stage you know working really hard and that was sort of my priority and apart from you know obviously you know uh, the you know islamic lessons classes all of that but now you know I've got this this new priority and this this kind of uh, human mm. being that's completely reliant on me Um, yes which is such a strange feeling but you know it, it's it's such a blessing but you know yeah it just means that you know my life is not all about me anymore it's about it's about her and her journey and you know how best to to kind of uh, bring her up and yeah so it's c- completely changed my completely changed my view on life mm-hmm. mashallah so if you can just take you back ayat so subhanallah you've been involved in the masjid as well as obviously like you said advancing academically very excellently alhamdulillah so if you just take you back you your mom's subhanallah one of the teachers in our madrasa as well and teaches quran and you were also one of our teachers and you also helped me with teaching the ladies in the saturday class so you're very very involved in the masjid alhamdulillah but at the same time you know you've become a doctor and i know when you were younger you did particularly well in your exams and i think you scored 99% in your arabic exam at the same time excelled in your gcse so how did you manage to do you feel do you managed to balance you know your your the inside of your education and the dunya side of your education is there anything in particular that you felt helped you i think so so we, we i went to arabic schools um so uh since since the age of four um mm-hmm. and 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 you know everyone kept saying to to my parents it's crazy that you're sending your child to two schools they're going to be really tired but but actually the the arabic school and islamic studies memorizing the quran that kind of helped excel me excel in my the studies at english school mm. um because number one you know your islamic studies and the quran itself gives you the guidance it gives you the it gives you the strength it gives you the motivation 
because we're always taught to try and excel in whatever we can, whatever we do. And we're taught that Islamically. So it, me- it meant that, you know, I had that kind of motivation to, to in, in English school to try and, you know, be the best as I can. And at the same time, you know, the Islamic studies uh, tell you to kind of respect your parents and all, you know, your all important lessons in life. So mm-hmm. you know, once you've got that as a foundation, it means that everything else that you do is, uh, it, it has it has meaning and it has purpose. Um, yeah. So, alhamdulillah, especially um, memorizing Quran and actually has... Um, a blessing itself it helps you if you're, if you're able to memorize quran mem- mm-hmm. memorizing anything else becomes uh becomes easier because subhanallah yeah subhanallah, yeah of something uh so it's yeah so it's a, a blessing in itself um so yeah so I, I felt that the arabic studies or in the islamic studies complemented uh my english studies and it didn't hinder it at all actually it didn't you know i, I never felt that i kind of was struggling with time subhanallah mm-hmm. i think it put you know memorizing a learning quran and all the islamic studies put baraka in your time so it makes it makes you use your time more wisely uh, without you even noticing it sometimes mm. um, so yeah so you know i never felt that i was doing two different things i felt that it was all kind of part of, complemented each yeah, other yeah alhamdulillah so what advice would you give to any sort of fellow mom out there Ayat, who's probably, you know, maybe got children out there who are trying to study academically, but also keep up the deen side of things, which can become tricky for children, especially the ones living in the West um, or even elsewhere in the world, to be honest. Is there any advice you can give to those parents about keeping that balance with the children? Because like you said, you found it incredibly useful and almost as if it came naturally and easy to you. Yeah, yeah. So I think my first advice is for parents not to be put off uh, by, you know, thinking that it's going to be too much for their kids in terms of, you know, having to go to school in the morning or being homeschooled and then having to then have extra exam- exam- mm. classes, not to be put off by that. Um, children are incredibly resilient and actually can do, uh, you know, can do both. Um, so that's number one. And number two, I felt really, I felt like I belonged. So whenever I went to Arabic school, I met, other children who similar backgrounds, they were also Muslims. And it was really nice to be able to then talk to them about, you know, because sometimes, you know, if you go to the to, to English schools, it's not sometimes it's easy to find people yeah. who you know, have the same background as you uh, and follow the same religion. So it's really nice for them to be able to see people, uh, to different children who are also Muslims. And, you know, that feeling of belonging can really yes. be really yes. important. Even if it's not that they go to specific Islamic classes, but if they go to uh, Islamic events, I remember we used to go into to Ramadan in the mosque. There used to be like kids' activities in the back room. Uh, mm. Just seeing, you know, seeing other Muslims and other Muslim children, it just, I felt like, I, you know, I finally belonged somewhere. Uh, and it didn't really, it, sometimes it didn't matter that after the, if there weren't any Muslim children in my class because I knew that I was going to see them in Arabic school. So that was that was it. So from a socialization perspective, it's, mm. it's really important. And then if you kind of tell your kids that you know memorizing the Quran and reading the Quran and and, and learning it and following uh, following what the Quran teaches, um, if it, it's going to help you in life, it's going to help you excel in your studies. It's going to help you if you if you tell them it that way. It makes you know there's there's it, it makes it more appealing. Um, so there's kind of three dimensions to it, you know. That's mm. what that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, 
but but most importantly because a lot of people you know they used to criticize my parents to say why are you doing this to your kids subhanallah yeah Yeah, because it's like almost um in in today's society that you go you find people who go through one route or the other and maybe abandon you know um allowing their children to get one side of the education at the expense of the other because like you said they may be thinking it's too much of a burden or it's not yeah. needed I mean in your opinion do you think it is needed do you think children should have a balance of you know the Islamic education as well as pursuing um, a career outside of Islam in the dunya yeah uh, it's I think it's it's so important it is really needed uh, because you know Islam is our way of life um, yeah. so if you if you lose that then no matter what you're doing, no matter how much you excel academically otherwise, if you become a, you know, the world's best scientist, if you don't have kind of meaning to your life and purpose and something to work for to, in terms of your uh, the hereafter, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, there's no point. Uh, so you're just kind of working for your dunya and that's it. It's going to end one day and that's it. Um, mm. But then if, if they've got that guarantee that, you know, they've learned all about, all about their religion and they follow uh what their you know the religion is taught then then they're, they're at least they're you know they're guaranteeing both the the, the this life and the, the next life um so uh i think it, that's the only way in the especially in the west and to be honest mm. you know even in you know the middle eastern countries arab countries yeah, absolutely yeah they're, they're struggling they're struggling because although they get you know access to islamic lessons here and there i, I feel like we're, we're we're more privileged because you know yes. Yes. Where the, the the kids actually go to the masjid and they know why they're doing it because they need to have these lessons for their for you know for their akhirah and for their you know to get to paradise. But you know the kids in the middle east sometimes they just feel like it's just integrated in their education anyways, and it might not they might not be able to differentiate why they need to learn. Yeah, totally. No, no, I totally agree with you. I've seen that as well with my own eyes. It's as if like the children here, when they go there, they've gone out of their way to enroll in something and to seek out that knowledge, especially, and it's not, you know, readily around them. They're not submerged in it, but actually because they've chosen to do that and those parents have chosen to put them in that environment in extra Islamic classes or extra Islamic activities or with extra people you know in, in, in that are similar to them um that that's much more profound and has a much more better impact on yeah. them Hanla. so in if we can come towards the fact that i know because you're a doctor now i'm going to ask you a health question so you know yeah. especially during this covid and this lockdown a lot of people have been affected you know especially mentally yeah. because of being locked down as a doctor is there any sort of clinical advice or one piece of health advice that you can maybe share to our listeners out there that could maybe support them especially in the, during this time yeah it's it's been a, a really difficult time and i think mental health is one of the biggest things that's been affected and there could be several reasons for that one is probably lack of socialization lack of seeing people lack of doing you know the activities that you were were doing previously and the other thing is the lifestyle habits that you that ha- that kind of happen when you're in lockdown mm. kind of have an effect, you know kind of have an effect on your mental health as well so from a socialization perspective obviously it's really difficult we, we can't go out to see people um as we did in the past a lot of people now are doing things online so it's it's really useful sometimes to be able to kind of if you if you've got a group of friends to have a catch-up over zoom or over any kind of 
you know, online platform or, mm. you know, making sure that you've got regular contact with people by the phone. It's really important for people to, to, to if you know, if you haven't heard from someone for a while, to pick up that phone and give them a, you know, a, have, have a chat because that mm. person might be completely lost and completely alone. But if they, if they know that someone else is thinking about them, it has a really positive impact on their mental health. Yes, um, yes. So, so yeah, so if you haven't heard from someone in, in, in months, then just pick up that phone and ring them and how are you feeling, how are you doing, is anything that we can do to help. And, and, and using, you know, the, the online platforms can, can sometimes help people. Um, now, what, what a big piece of advice for me is, is, is diet and, uh, and exercise. It has a, a really tremendous impact on your physical and mental health. Subhanallah, mm, so, yeah. Lockdown, people aren't exercising as much. So even, you know, for example, my brothers, what they've done is they've set up a, in the living room, they've, you know, they've made this makeshift kind of like gym. They haven't got no equipment, but it's Oh, mashallah. Yeah, they, like they do like an exercise circuit every day. Um, and that occupies nearly an hour of their day. And it's a change in their routine. And they're both working and, and that's kind of, that's keeping them kind of physically and mentally healthy. So, you know, they just kind of do, do a little circuit. And then kind of healthy foods, because it's just you know it's really easy to then kind of eat unhealthily yes um, yes that's a that's a big concern isn't it in today's sort of society yeah um, so just healthy readily available yeah yeah healthy eating and it's just kind of encouraging the family to, to, to sit down together uh as much as possible to have a meal together we're actually sometimes blessed in a, in a way that we're in lockdown because we're getting time to spend with our families yeah absolutely because you've been forced you've been forced to get there and maybe you might not have <laughs> it's the first time in, in in a while that we've actually kind of managed to all be at the same place at the same time and have mm. dinner and be able to have lunch uh and it's kind of like preparing lunch together it's, it's, it's completely new but yeah preparing healthy and exercising those two things can have a big impact and because the vitamins and minerals, especially trying to, if you know, we've got the, we're in the middle of a pandemic, uh, and trying to keep your immune system working as best as possible is the best thing. So, and and I'm a big fan of vitamin D. It's really important because we're not seeing the sun mm. going outside. Uh, yeah. It's really important to be able to get vitamin D from any other source, milk, uh, yogurts, or uh, supplements. So that's those. Those are my big things for. Oh, subhanAllah, lots of lots of key pieces of advice there, subhanAllah. Jazakallahu khairan, Dr. Ayat, thank you so much for taking time out to give us such valuable advice and to share your opinion and your journey on motherhood as well, inshallah. 